Securities offered through Kester Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here is Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. And we have gotten through we made tax it. season. Yes, we made it. We made it. <laughs> Boy, and you came in today, and you could just see it on your face. Oh yeah, uh, just relax. You sat, you sat down, and you were just kind of shooting the breeze. <laughs> You're like, you know, this is nice having yeah, time. I, can, off. I can sit and take up space. I'm good at it. <laughs> yeah, but for the last what four, five, six weeks, it's uh, been probably eight weeks. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Been a little uh, ag- aggressive from a, a time constraint. Completely different story. Yes. So uh, we're glad to have you back. Thank you. Jeff. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> and uh, frankly, you were telling me off the air uh, that last week you got up and you were like, what's going on with my hips? Oh. And, you know, Jeff developed bed sores yes, from sitting from at sitting. his desk. I've never sat at a cha- in a chair at a desk so long in my life. So, And that's interesting to, to know that, you know, when we bring our taxes to you, Jeff Zufall's got his hands on, on a lot of them. Yes, you know? the bulk of them. I mean, the bulk of them. There's very few that don't. Either, either someone else may key them if they're easier. Mm-hmm. Um, they may key them, but it still passes my desk. I still give my blessing on it um, as it goes out because it's got my name on it. And so. I don't, I don't know if uh, this is an official endorsement or if I'm just speaking off the cuff here. But I had mentioned during the Heidi show that uh, Jeff did our taxes, and you know, I just texted my wife. I said, you know what, check the account and see if it's hit yet because last year. <laughs> When you did our it's taxes. A little, it's a little slower this year just because it was later in the season. Oh, okay. If it was earlier in the season, it'd be uh, probably a week. Um, we might run 10 to 14 days now. Okay. Because you so. filed for us last year, and uh, sure enough, three days later, it hit our yeah. account. Yeah. Direct deposit. It was earlier in the season last year versus this year was, I'd say, a little later. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of in the hustle bustle of it. So. Well, we will wait oh, for our for our money. <laughs> um, but uh, I was talking to Heidi, and you know, throughout the the past couple of months, she's like, "I got to get out to see Jeff." We've got this tax preparation people; they've been doing it for years. We've always paid, and our tax bill for just for, to pay the the people to do the taxes. Yeah. She was quoting outrageous numbers, oh, yeah. like a thousand dollars. And so she said, "We got to go see Jeff." I wasn't even pushing. Yeah. I didn't even push it. You know, it's like, you know, we're at, at, at mixed company and people say taxes. I say, you know, Jeff Zufall. But, you know, I, I'm not going to push Heidi on it. Yeah. If she, yeah. she hears me talk about you, she hears you all over the station. And she finally came to the decision herself. Yeah. We got to go see Jeff Zufall. She came in one day last week and she's like, I could kiss him, you know? <laughs> and it's, uh, and that's a, a big stretch for yes. Heidi. Um, but it's, she said, uh, it cost us less, like yeah. a third less, yeah. uh, two thirds less, actually. Uh, and uh, Jeff got us money back. Yeah. It's the first time in years where they didn't owe. That's good. And they got money back. That's right. So the question is, you know, what are you doing, Merlin the magician? 
no, that these nothing, other companies aren't. The difference is basically what we'll do is sit down with those returns. Like I said, some sometimes I don't key it. Someone else will key it, the basic information into it. Then when I get my hands on it, then I'm looking for the angles. What, you know, where could you save a buck? You know, what do you got going? Um, and without giving, you know, like in your case, um, you know, just different stuff, HSAs, you know, you, the, you don't have them funded completely um, to make that difference up. There's, there's a ton of stuff out there, you know, that we can work on. Um, you know, in, in Heidi's case, she's got little stuff that, you know, you can play with, if you want to call it that, yeah. without giving out too much information. Um, and that's what you're looking for versus most people. And I say most, there's very good CPAs out there and accounts. They just show up, hand them the stuff. It is key, what it is. Whatever it is, boom, whatever boom, you boom. give them, that's what gets keyed. It's yeah. done. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Right. There's really no thought pattern in the, hey, look at this, our Here's what you need to do for 2023 going forward because that's our next event is reach out to them and say, hey, you know, you did this last year. This is where you saved money. Here's how you save more. I want to talk about that in just a second, the follow-up meeting, because yeah. that's where we really find out, hey, you know, we were, Jeff caught a couple things, but this is how we <clears throat> set them up ahead of time. Exactly. To, to keep the most money. But, yeah. you know, I had an uncle that this time of year, he, that's what he did is, you know, he signed up to freelance or I don't even know what you call it, uh, seasonal help, you know, because the, the big tax companies, the one that lobbies the government to keep oh, us yeah. <laughs> from having that postcard yes, tax yes. return, the big tax companies, I'm not going to mention their names, but you know them. They're on the street dressed up as the Statue of Liberty, yes. twisting the sign, you know, come in and get your taxes done. Uh, they hire seasonal help because exactly. in, in August and September, nobody it's a needs a ghost town. <laughs> it's yeah. a ghost town. But if you get a notice, who do you call? I mean, that's if there's an issue down the road, summer, fall, it, it'll take, it typically takes, I mean, some of them, there are immediate, they fire off letters, you know, um, but typically some of them t- might take six, eight months before you get a letter. Yeah. And they're going to welcome back at something, you know. So they're open year-round, but yeah. this is the busy season, and they hire a lot of help. And my uncle was doing it, and like you said, he just kind of gets the returns, mm-hmm. punches in the numbers, uh, and spits it out, and it is what it is. And, you know, you you want to say Jeff Zufall lives and breathes this stuff uh, year-round. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, who would know better, the seasonal help or the guy that spends his entire year? Exactly. Meeting with us four times a year, yeah. going over our stuff, making sure that in August, that in uh, October, we're still on the straight and narrow, doing as many things with our paychecks. I call it paycheck gymnastics. <laughs> How do I stretch this yes. paycheck without breaking it? Yeah. What more do I want to put in my 401k? What can I put in an FSA for my yeah. son's school? Um, these are the things that Jeff tells us about. And I, I would imagine if you just came in off the street and... Exactly. and and showed up at, at one of these places on Olive or something, uh, that they're not even going to tell you about that stuff. They wouldn't get that deep into it. Um, they just say, hey, here's your returns done. Boom. You, oh, are you get a refund. Great. Have a yeah, nice see day. See you later. Yeah. Uh, you are truly a number on a piece of paper. Yes. I always say the IRS looks at us by our social security numbers. They do. Uh, oh, 489. <laughs> oh, he's back again. Um, but Jeff looks at us as people, which exactly. is what we are, looks at our families. We have sit downs and I'm exactly. really looking forward to doing the follow up. You're doing, uh, we're going to talk about the shred day and that's coming up yes. uh, next weekend and you're going to do, um, your vacation, which 
you well overdue. Need. Well, well overdue. Well overdue. <laughs> well overdue. And then when you get back, it's, you know, we'll get a, a calendar yeah. date put on and uh, and just say, Jeff, hey, this is this is what happened. This is our tax return this year. This here's is, what we need to do. Here's what we need yep. to do. This is where I am in, you know, this is what I've got my money in right now. Yeah. Should I move it? Should I keep it there? Should I get more aggressive? Should I get less aggressive? And these are the things that truly, that's truly. what puts money in your pocket at the end of the day. That's the key to it. So, so rather than get a paycheck next Friday and see all this money going out to the federal government, there's ways for us to keep it in our pockets. Yes. Plenty. And you Plenty. Just, and in some cases, depending upon the complexities of your return, there's, you know, if it's a super complex return, there's a ton of stuff to do. If it isn't that complex, yes, there's still stuff you can do, but it's little stuff. But everybody needs to worry about it or apply it, even if it's 1%, 2% on an ongoing basis. That's that's what you want to do. At least get started. And Heidi's figuring that out, that oh, there yeah. are different people out <laughs> there who can actually look at your, your taxes and get you set up for the rest of the year. And I'm sure her and her wife will schedule yes. a follow-up with you. Yeah. Let me ask you this, without getting uh, too grossly into, into Heidi's situation, a motor home. Mm-hmm. You know, these things are getting bigger and bigger, and, you know, it's not necessarily a second home, but in reality, it kind of is a it second is. home on wheels. Yes, and it is. And so the theory on it, it gets a little complex, but um, with SALT, which is state and local taxes, mm-hmm. so your itemized deductions, if you want to call it, you're capped at $10,000 for mortgage interest and so on and so forth. So the motor home, the boat, as long as it has a kitchen and a bathroom in it, it constitutes a second home. Really? So it could be an RV, could be a boat, um, you know, that uh, is a second home. So the interest that you pay, you could write off. But again, the technicality is you're capped at $10,000 in that category, if you want to call yeah, it that. My regular house is So your regular gonna... <laughs> house and your regular state tax will probably blow that out of the water. So yeah. really, you kind of. Kind of lost its luster um, 20, I guess it was 18, 19, 2019 when it went into effect. Yeah. So if they ever adjust SALT, which it's come up five times, I think, and they just have never acted on it, where they bring it back to pre-2018 uh, rules, um, that could be a whole nother ballgame to open up for RVs, boats, second homes, so on and so forth, because then you really do get a true deduction for it. Um so we're waiting to see how that flies. So in the eyes of the government, as it stands now, you can't really capitalize tax-wise on it. But in the eyes of the government, if it has a kitchen, kitchen and a bathroom, and a bathroom it constitutes cons- a second home. Second home. So it could be a, a trailer. It could be yeah. RV. It could be boat. I mean, there's boats. It doesn't matter enough. if it's on wheels or on water. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. What about a plane? Uh, no, because it doesn't have a bathroom in it. <laughs> oh, okay. So... All right. Well, some of them. Well, Does it, it have had, to have a shower? Uh, it'd have to have a kitchen and a bathroom mm-hmm. to where you could physically live in it. So a plane would be a little tricky to live in. Um, you'd probably be stretching yeah. that that. Well, what's your that address? Hangar 12. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have a cousin that uh, lives on an airport in Illinois. Oh. I mean, literally drives, flies his plane, drive, puts it in his garage like we put a car in there, walks in his house. Wow. Pretty cool. That'd be really loud. <laughs> It'd be a loud place to live, but I think the houses are far enough off the the, the actual yeah. airport itself. But I was talking to McGraw, and he was going on and on about uh, JFK Airport, the TWA. Uh, remember that uh, terminal there? 
Oh yeah, it was designed by Eero Saren, the same same guy, guy that did Lambert. did the yeah. did the arch and all that stuff, and um, they've converted it into a really kitschy, fun hotel. You know, it's still got all that that mid century design, but then where all the planes would park, that's they've they've got hotel rooms there now. Huh. And it's actually they got a pool on you know on the roof and you can watch the planes come in. It's actually a very expensive hotel to stay in, but it's at an airport. Yeah. Like not across the street. It's at it from the airport. It, it's yeah. at the airport. And that's it's gotta, gotta be loud. It's gotta be better than LaGuardia though. Well <laughs> every time I've been to LaGuardia three times, and two of the three times I was trapped there. They had literally they trapped it. there. They fixed <laughs> it. You know, yeah. they just opened up the new terminal. It was know. pretty nice. Still, I have uh, horror stories I could tell you about oh that. God. Like 10 hours standing around trying to figure out how to get home. It was <laughs> like, uh, remember Night Court? Mm-hmm. It was like being in the commissary at Night Court <laughs> in the 80s. And this was 2017. Yes. Oh, no, believe me. We it was walked like, in. The cab driver dropped us off. He kind of snickered a little bit as we got out of the cab. And good look. You're going to have fun. <laughs> got our stuff, walked in the door, and there was... 50 million people standing there and they the only way they could get planes out is somebody was standing on a table screaming out flight numbers oh my god that was gosh. the only way no security just they'd march they'd round up enough people to make a plane go they'd march them down the jetway take you right to your door and just throw you on a plane and get you out of there yeah and um, it was nightmare. under construction for years oh yeah but their computer system was terrible 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 so well like i said they fixed it yeah at least part of it oh i'll so, be there for a while but yeah <laughs> i'll take next time i fly into laguardia which is not often but i'll send you a picture okay you okay all right maybe well, I'll, maybe I'll go back send me a picture of the computer system um all right we're going to talk about shred day for um for the Capital Advisory Group out there on the parking lot. It is April 29th, next Saturday. Yes. And uh, the idea is bring the stuff that you no longer need anymore, but you don't want to throw away in your regular trash, and we will shred it for you. And the topic of the day today, what do we need to keep? And what should we shred on Mm -hmm. Shred Day next Saturday? So uh, Capital Advisory Group. Next Saturday, Shred Day, we'll talk about it in the next break. But Jeff Zufall is your senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Here's the number, 636-394-5524. Don't take my word for it. Listen to Heidi. (laughs) Just ask her. Uh, She finally got money back for the first time in years. And she paid a third of the price of what she was paying someone else in Clayton to do it. I have to sell my Maserati now. So Yeah. yeah Jeff is <laughs> sacrificing his supercars <laughs> to make this affordable to the rest of us. So give him a call, 636-394-5524. If you got an extension, he can help you out with that. Oh, yeah. Or just get you prepared for 2024 tax season yes. because we still have, what, eight months left? Got eight months. Of 2023. Eight whole months. Thousands of things we could be doing. Yes. You know, a bunch, a bunch to prepare us for next year to keep more of what's ours. Did you get your taxes back and realize, man, I owed a lot or man, oh, you know, I should be getting Heidi's getting money back. Josh is getting money back. <laughs> what am I doing wrong? Call Jeff and he can set you up on the straight and narrow for the rest of the year. Another eight months of savings. Yes. And then when you maybe get your tax return next year. Wow. Hey, we could That's go right. to Disney. That's right. 
You know? Well, we are going to Disney. For a half a day. Yeah. We, yeah, <laughs> we definitely didn't get enough bag. Yeah, to, to go to pay Disney. for the whole trip. <laughs> so there's other things going on there, too. But we'll be back. What should you keep and what should you shred? Now that tax season is over, Jeff is in a much better mood. Oh, yeah. He's much more available. <laughs> uh, what did your trainer say? Like, oh, you know, my hips, I'm getting. Well, you got to come in. That's right. I had just, to, uh, you can't spare an hour. No, he's like, just spare an hour. Come in and work out. And I'm like, I don't have an hour. I don't that's, have an hour. That's a tax return. <laughs> yeah, and that's because he's, he's touching just about everyone that comes yes. in the door uh, just to see if he could save or keep. A little bit right. more money for us. That's Jeff Zufo, 636-394-5524, capitaladvisorygrp.com. We'll be back. What should you keep and what should you shred? Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufo. strategist and wealth advisor with capital advisory group taxes are done uh, extensions have been There's uh, put a f- in few extensions that are we're working on we get back on those next week um actually like monday yeah um, we'll start working on those diligently get those knocked out um, some we're still waiting for data um, k-1s are the killer um what are, what are k-1s so again? k-1s like a, a partnership uh private partnerships they still have to report out through a, what's called a k-1 um, so sometimes these are, you know, uh, off the beaten path investments, you know, true partnerships. And, and sometimes it's a lot of data that needs to be wrapped up. The tax returns need to be done. They need to figure out who's rightful owners, who's entitled to, you know, what distributions, and then get them all put together. So that we have, uh, I know there's at least two dozen that are sitting there that are waiting on K-1 still. Yeah. So. And, but everybody paid. Yeah. Everybody paid estimated taxes. Yeah, got estimated payments made. Even if even if we're guessing, I say guessing. You know, we're like, eh, we don't know where you're at. Just here, pay X. And and so as long as you pay in your previous year's tax liability, you're safe. And I say safe where they will not hit you for underpayment penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go from there. Well, that's the that's the worst thing. If people bury their head in the sand. Oh, I don't want to pay. I got a tax bill for a thousand dollars. I don't want to pay it. I don't know how I'm going to pay it. You can set up payment plans. Just an installment agreement. Installment Super simple. Agreements. Even if it's the state of Missouri, Illinois is a little bit more aggressive, but they will work with you. Mm-hmm. Missouri, call them. Call Missouri Department of Revenue. Just say, hey, I can't pay. What can I do? As long as you pay them something, they will, I say, back off. You're still going to owe interest and penalties rolling forward, but you won't get nasty letters from them. Yeah. Um, and again, if you... Here's a, here's a little trick that a lot of people don't understand. So typically most people that owe tax continuously owe tax because they're trying to pay the, the previous tax. They incur a new tax. So if you have an installment agreement with the IRS that was pre-2022 and then you end up owing tax for 22, um, you have to renegotiate your installment agreement with the IRS. You can't just go, hey, uh, add it to it. You physically have to fill out a new form, send it in, make sure that they agree to it, um, but don't blow that off because what they'll say is if you incur new tax and it's not paid, that your old installment agreement is now null and void and you owe us all that money. Yeah, and my blood just started to boil when you said that people are paying off 
not necessarily their taxes from last year, but the penalties yes. and the fees the, that came with it. All the stuff it. that comes along with it. So that's why I say if you're in, in it's, it's a double-edged sword, honestly, um, because you can't you can't pay double and triple. You know, as you go forward, you only got X dollars to pay. So the old tax is basically the better way to go. Yeah. Um, but again, say that you roll forward, you incur a couple more thousand dollars in tax due this year. You know, you technically you have to renegotiate your installment agreement. Um, and and I I hate that, and and it seems like a, a vicious cycle. You know, like with those oh, checks, a, those check cashing. Places. Yeah, it's wicked. But wicked. The, here's here's the thing. You know, I, I don't want to be self responsibility guy here. Yeah. But you should have paid them. Yeah. You should have. Paid. You can't just ignore <laughs> yeah. it and you, hope it goes exactly. away. It's just going to get worse. Yeah. And we've we've sat down to help people. I mean, there's an, there's an installment agreement, which is your basic. You know, you're going to pay interest and penalties on the dollars going forward. Um, super simple, though. Um, IRS agrees to it. They typically they'll force you to do like a, a you know pick the fifteenth of the month. We're going to take a hundred bucks out, so on and so forth. Then if it's really bad. Offer and compromise um, that you drag an attorney in, kind of go negotiate with the IRS. And sometimes those work. It's not like the late night commercials um, where you see, um, you know, Joe, he settled with the IRS for $12 and he owed him $14 million. Yeah, that doesn't it doesn't work that way. <laughs> um, those are long shots. I mean, the worst possible things that could ever take place, yeah, probably took place for that to happen. But they typically will be, you know, 10 cents on the dollar. 20 cents on the dollar, something of that effect, but you have to sell it to them. Yeah. Who I forget who I was talking to in my private life, but they were saying that uh, they had had one year, a job where they were working at, maybe it was freelance or they were contracted. Yeah, we see, see that a lot where people get put on 1099 and they don't realize And they don't that, know it yeah, and they, they're getting a paycheck. And I guess they assumed that the taxes were being taken yeah. out. Look at every paycheck stub you get. Every, I every. Mean, it's yeah. once every two weeks, yep. or I don't know how often people get paid these days, but it, it'll take you 15 seconds and just yep. glance down and say, are they taking taxes out? It'll say Fed, F-E-D, W slash H. With yeah. L. <laughs> and, and if it's zero, be worried. You got a problem. <laughs> and he like went back to his employer and said, you didn't tell me that this is da, 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 da. But at the end of the day, the IRS doesn't care. They don't care. You If you owe, you owe. Um, and, and that's a dispute that gets off in the should, should you have been a subcontractor 1099? Should you have been an employee? Um, could you have been a, what they call a statutory employee, which means you're kind of a hybrid in between um, where you get a W-2, taxes are withheld, um, but you can also act like you run a business at the same time. That's called a statutory employee. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of weird, but most people get a 1099, don't pay attention. Yeah. Um, and it's easier for the employer because the employer never has to do payroll taxes. They don't have to do any filing. Basically, end of the year, they say, hey, I paid you 10000 bucks. Here's a 1099. Have a nice day. Yeah. But then the employee's like, hey, wait. <laughs> yes. I so owe tax on this. <laughs> would you, Here's the question. Would you rather pay t- uh, a little bit of taxes every two weeks or at the end exactly. of the year have a giant tax bill yeah. waiting for you? Chances are you didn't squirrel that away into a side account. Typically, no. Future taxes, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna owe three thousand dollars. Oh yeah. Well, um, and the problem is if you're ten a nine, um, self employment tax kicks in, and here's where the employers are like, hey, you can be a subcontractor. The like we talked about, um, 
you pay 6.2% of your check to Social Security. If you're self-employed. 1.45 Medicare and KTRS matches that dollar for dollar. Mm-hmm. If you're self-employed, you're paying the full You're paying 15, both sides three. of that. So not only do you owe federal tax, state tax, and then this self-employment tax shows up and you're like, wait, how is that possible? That's your Medicare and Social Security coming up. And it's got to be fun and free to think, oh, I'm freelance or I'm yeah. contract work <laughs> or I'm running my own business and this and that. Well, your taxes just got a lot more complicated. They got way more compli- complicated and a lot more expensive. Yeah. I mean, unless you have tons of expenses to offset it, that's different. Um, but still, if you have $100 of profit, you're paying federal state tax and you're paying your fifteen three, which is your Social Security and your Medicare for down the road. Yeah. So. Uh, but moral of the story is if you needed an extension and you filed for one and got one, uh, you better have paid something. Something. Um, something. So if you have, like, if you have uh, W-2 um, and you, you know, throughout the year you've paid into the system but you still owe, you know, that's a calculation you try to work out at the end of the year. But typically you'd be okay because you paid in on a, you know, every two weeks or every month, however your employer you know, submitted it, you're okay because you paid in throughout the year. But it the main people would be subcontractors, um, self-employed people that really should have been paying estimated taxes but didn't. Yeah. So do not bury your head in the sand. And if you were one of these people that said, you know, I owed money, I just kind of pretended like tax didn't, day didn't, didn't exist. happen <laughs> on Tuesday, uh, call Jeff immediately yes. and we'll say, you. hey, you know, here's the reality of it. Jeff doesn't judge anybody. No. You know, not at all. It's a safe. This is a safe space. Yes. You call them and say, "Hey, I kind of ignored my tax bill, but I want to nip it in the bud. I want to set up a payment plan. We've I done. want to make sure that my taxes and fees and yes. penalties uh, end now, yeah. and that we get set up and and pay this off." We've done. I think the most we've done was seven years worth of uh, tax returns for somebody who didn't file for seven years. Oh my gosh! Um, what were the penalties and fees? Um, long story, but there wasn't any because of a situation, but just didn't file. Um, we went back and filed all seven years, all at the same time. Um, there was a huge, huge bill that was due. He paid it. Um, it was kind of, kind of wild, but seven years of not filing. And it was just that kind of like, Hey, I didn't file that year. I'll get it next year. And then next year turned into seven years. So when someone brings this to you and he's Hey, I didn't file last year. Okay. But what about the last seven years? Well, I didn't file them either. Yeah, <laughs> and they have. Well, why not? And they have to be. Your tax return has to be in succession. Um, and I say, if you have, if you have to file, if you don't have, like an older older couple, Social Security, you know, a um, little bit of pension, maybe don't technically have to file. Um, you could not file for a couple of years and then file if you have a windfall one year. That's acceptable. But most, uh, I'll say, normal people. Um, and normal is probably the wrong word, but just average person. Regular people. You, yeah. If you didn't file your 2021 tax return, you can't go file your 2022 tax return. It'll go, eh, eh, Because they're like, hey, what happened there? Yeah. You know? Now, if you could say, hey, here's an informational return. I didn't make any money. I was a student. Um, you file an informational return 21, file a regular return 22, you're fine. 
but you just can't arbitrarily go, hey, I didn't pay those couple of years. I'm going to file yeah. today. I'm going to skip a couple of years, but then jump back in. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Because otherwise, the IRS is then going to come back and go, well, what happened those couple of years? Why aren't yeah. you filing? And you get in this massive letter writing campaign trying to figure that out and getting them to understand what took place. Not filing one year. Okay. I, maybe I could believe that was a mistake. Maybe you're out of the country. I don't, I don't know, Jeff. Not um, filing for seven years. Something's going on. <laughs> Just they were taking it, throwing it aside, not worrying about it. Um, but something happened. But it's fixed. <laughs> yeah, it's fixed now. It was a good summer project. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I bet. But Jeff can help you out with that. Obviously, most people out there aren't seven years in yeah. arrears. Yeah. Um, but if you need help and you ignored it and you just hoped it was going to go away, it's not. It won't. Call Jeff, yes. 636-394-5524. Address it up front. No judging. Get it taken care of because the last thing we want is to hear more horror stories about the government taking more yes. of what's yours. Exactly. The name of the show is Keep What's, what's yours. yours. Yes. Not give more of it away <laughs> to the government. Gosh. You write another I, book. Yeah. How, to, how to give it away. No. <laughs> and if you hate paying taxes, number one, you should call Jeff. And yes. you can help you save more of your money, keep it in your own pocket. But if you're one of these, you know, taxation is theft people, that's great. You still have to pay taxes. Yes. Go ahead and lobby the government to get rid of, of Speaking of tax. that, there was a senator, uh, I caught a blip of it the other day, um, who was talking about he wants to do away with payroll tax and he wants to do away with uh, sales tax, um, real estate tax, all these crazy taxes that we pay abolish the IRS, um, and everybody pays a national, I think he said it was a 15, like a flat tax of 15%. So it's come up again. Um, They'll probably die on the vine, but it's just funny that like probably twice a year they come up with this, hey, let's abolish everything and go to a 10%. I think 10% was always the rolling average, you know, 10% flat tax. You make 100 grand, you pay 10,000 in tax, have a nice day. This guy, I think he was at 15%, but he was abolishing everything, sales tax, um, you know, payroll tax. Um, so your 6.2 and your 1.45 that you pay for, that's payroll tax, um, would go away. And you pay this flat, maybe a 15 or 17% tax. I can't remember his name, but. Well, two things on that. Number one, uh, his billionaire donor would be saving a lot Kazillions, of money. Kazillions of dollars. Kazillions of they dollars. They don't have to do that matching. Currently paying 40%. Yes. Or probably not. You know, <laughs> he's probably got a loophole that he found. There's, if, if you're that, if you're in that 1%, there's yeah. a, there's a hundred loopholes. You're not paying anywhere near what you think they're paying. Right. But it would save them, uh, the top earners, and we'll get, we'll get in. You, you had mentioned the top earners yeah. and how much they pay. We'll get into that in a second. But it would save the the millionaires and billionaires Pajillions of dollars. Payroll tax but for the corporate side. Let me ask you this. They know what we make every year. They I, know we file our taxes. Yes. The IRS knows what's coming in. The system is on your honor. I, I'm all for it because I'll, I'll say some yeah. money. But crunch the numbers and tell me if it's even because this guy's probably going to come back, Senator, right? Yeah. Going to come back and ask for a raise next year for cost of living. Exactly. And I'm, well, you just <laughs> got rid of all the taxes. Who do yeah. you think pays your salary? Exactly. exactly. Do, do the math. Does it add up? And if so, maybe I'd be for it. Yeah. 
But I don't think that they could do an honest um, appraisal of the situation and go, hey, look, because every time they do, they're, you know, $40 billion trillion off on their, their estimates. So, yeah. And yeah. the last thing you want to come down to is next yeah. year's taxes. Uh, we're and in a $40 go, billion dollar deficit. Go, Oops, sorry. You know, <laughs> we, everybody's go back to that tax. We you didn't know. carry the one, <laughs> you know. So, okay. Well, do the math. I mean, everybody yeah. knows what, what we make. It's it's all yeah, in, in the computer. It's in the computer because your W-2 that it's issued, your 1099s that's issued to you, are also at the same time forwarded off to the IRS. Mm-hmm. So literally, that's how they catch if underreporting of income, if somebody reports a W-2 or a 1099 that you didn't, there's usually, it used to be, and again, hopefully we go back to whatever you could call normal, um, 12 to 14 months down the road, there was a letter that's generated and it says, hey, you reported this, we reported, you know, the IRS or, or someone else reported this. And it's the IRS telling you there's unreported income floating around out there somewhere. Um, and it, it happens if you miss a 1099, you know, two or three thousand dollar 1099 happens. Um, that's an easy fix. But when you say, hey, you missed twenty five thousand, that becomes a huge issue. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm on board with anything is if you can show me hard numbers, yeah. you know, and then, you know, we can make a decision. But again, getting the tax code to change is nightmarish. There's too many lobbyists in it. Way mm-hmm. too many. Pushing the pushing different things that they want done. Um, now we we pay for a uh, they call it a uh, what is it a EFIN number which is like our electronic address you know that we put on returns, and I think we pay forty bucks a year for that thirty nine ninety five or something like that. Now there's somebody's come along and said that the IRS cannot uh, charge preparers that fee, and it's like what? So now they're saying we might get a refund back of like two or three years worth of our... Because the tax even. preparer lobby is yeah, like, like, hey, you know, stop nickel and diamond us. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a you know, like a, a like a ad electro, electronic address. And you're like, a tax preparer and you say, I don't care. I don't mind. I, I don't, I'll pay <laughs> 40 him 40 bucks. bucks. It's so, cost of doing business. Exactly. So you I'm get a number. it off anyway. <laughs> yeah, but so that was an email that popped out uh Right there, as the I said, the heat of tax season kicked in, saying that the, and they used to they were going to do a, I'll call it a competency test for tax preparers, a minimum basic, uh, you had to pass a minimum test to do it. Um, IRS imposed it. They started putting everything in play, and some of these lobbyists were able to come along and knock it out and say, no, nope, we don't want that. Yeah, they want their, to know if you could add one plus one. Exactly, two. half their people couldn't probably pass the, the, and the exam. Lobbyists are and like, it was no. a bare bones. It was, it was a pretty easy test. Yeah. Man, woman, <laughs> so, camera, person. Yeah. Um, but abolish sales tax. How about we abolish lobbyists? Well, that's, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that instead. That there's way too much money in. Um, all right, so we're, talk, we're supposed to talk about shredding, yeah, but we, <laughs> we got to go to another commercial break. But when we come back, what to keep, what to shred, yes. and how far back can the IRS go if they find out that something fishy's been yep. going on? We'll talk about that on the other side. It's keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall. Tax season is over. Yay! But Background noise. Just vacation still isn't for another three weeks. Yeah, or no, so. I was like, man, <laughs> he's around if you need to talk to him. It was, a, it was a oopsie. Yeah, yeah, we scheduled it out too far. Way too. 636-394-5524. Well, you got, you got uh, extensions to keep working Yeah, on, I got so. a couple weeks worth of stuff to keep me occupied. So, so. You don't, you're not going anywhere. Nope. Yet. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. 
Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal. tax return back no it generally gets deposited on friday okay all right well still waiting we're still waiting but uh not too worried last year we got it back in three days that's once right jeff filed three days and i got my tax return but jeff's saying it's taking a little bit longer it's taking year. a little longer because it was later in the year when we filed yeah. where last year we were we were kind of early if early if you want to call it that so. yeah got it done early they didn't yeah. have as much to do over there at the irs <laughs> uh, patience is a virtue <laughs> that's and, right uh, just knowing though that it's not going to be months. No. My, my, okay, so my mom went to Jeff. Full disclosure, uh, Heidi went to Jeff Sufall. She got money back, and she paid less than what she pays every year. Uh, my mom mm-hmm. used Jeff Zufall, uh this year just because we were going. Our taxes are kind of tied in with yeah. one another because yeah. we've got a LLC together. Mm-hmm. And she said that she didn't get her tax return until December from last year, uh, you know, filed her taxes in April. She used somebody else mm-hmm. filed in April. And she was like, I didn't even get it until uh, just, you know, a couple months ago in December. And I was like, well, somebody did something. <laughs> they filed an extension and just sat on it. Yeah. Sat on did it, it filed an extension yep. or maybe there was an error in, in putting it in and it got spit out the side. Yeah. And somebody, Jeff says, that when something gets spit out the side of the computer, they got to come over and take a look at it and say, oh, this was a one. It should have been a two. Or it, they're doing it for identity, which, and again, at the end of the day, you go, okay, that's great, but you hung up my refund. Um, they'll do this identity check. Um, so we're starting to see a lot of that where they're like, hey, we got your return, but you need to prove who you are. Um, and it's random. Um, I don't know if it's like luck of the draw. It's not an audit. Do they, do they do that even if I use my tax pin? Yes. Okay. And just it's random and it's it's, it's both ends of the spectrum, high income earners, low income earners. Um, and the theory is, is it sends you like a six page letter and you read a thing and good gosh, what's going on? And all it says is, hey, send us a copy, fax to this number and I'll give you a number, fax a copy of your W-2 and maybe the face of your 1040. All you gotta do is fax it in. Basically, within a couple of days, it proves that you have the same data that was turned in, and they'll release it. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of weird, um, but we're seeing a lot of that. So and and it is the IRS, so they are still using fax machines. Yeah, they still use fax machines. <laughs> <laughs> we Hopefully, have a fax machine, but I don't think anybody has sent a fax has in ever a long time. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of which, um, McGraw was talking about it last week. Um, you know, hey Kelly Jackson. I didn't see the news down at the post office this year, you know, at midnight. Nobody goes there. Heaven forbid <laughs> somebody do their taxes by hand and mail it out. I don't think they'll, they'll, they will accept a handwritten tax return anymore. I think it has to be uh, computerized or done Rent by computer. I mean, yeah. you can get the forms. You can pull them online. You can handwrite your stuff in there. I don't think they will accept a handwritten tax return. Interesting. And literally uh, three this year that people had done previous year handwritten tax returns mm. um, that I saw their 21 return and it was handwritten. I was like, wow, that's wow. Yeah. That's bold. It's um, very bold. And you got to be careful because one schedule, um, how do I want to say it? One schedule may jump, it'll leapfrog. It'll take a number from a schedule and push it to another schedule. 
Um, and if you don't catch it, then you're off. Yeah. So that's so why that's, in the old days, that, that's why they had 80 billion people working at the IRS because it came in handwritten. They had to go literally line by line checking it. Yeah. Today, it, Can somebody tell me if this yeah. is a six <laughs> or, a, or a five? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if you've got bad handwriting, then, yeah, you, you're in for a world um, of hurt. So. Shoot. You know, here at the station, winners call in and they, oh, yeah, hear me, here's – Here's the winner's name and, and phone number. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> you know, what, what is this a real email address? Yeah. I can't even read this. Um, so, gosh, I can't even believe it. Back in the day, the news was probably it camped was, out. Front. It was camped out front. Um, as people came through, they had letter carriers out there, you know, collecting their yeah. envelopes. And they were all postmarked by midnight and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, very Next day, 2023, I'm live in front of the post office, and there ain't nobody here. You and the raccoon running around. That was <laughs> Me about and it. the raccoons. So everything should be filed online. It yes. just makes it that much speedier. Yeah. Um, what should what should we shred? Shred okay. day. I got my email from uh, Capital Advisory Group. That's where Jeff works, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor. Capital Advisory Group, 636-394-394. Five five two four. My wife asks me, "Hey, the next time we have a bonfire out back, <laughs> I got a bunch of papers I need to throw in there." Yes. And the last time we did that, a bunch of these, you know, f- embers, embers and, yeah. go flying yep. everywhere. It doesn't burn like yeah. wood does. It doesn't burn even like newspaper does. Yeah. It it burns and then just goes up in the air. Yeah. And a lot of these are still on fire. And the last <laughs> thing I want is them to float <laughs> over my fence. Yeah. Get burn. your neighbor. Burn yeah. my neighbor's Arbor Vitas down. That's right. Oops. <laughs> um, so I'm like, no, but Jeff just sent an email from his office about Shred Day. Yes. So every year, this is the 11th annual shredding event. So for the last 11 years or 10 years, technically, we've had Shred It come. Um, they basically come on the lot. They bring a truck. Um, you could roll right in. We'll empty your car for you, um, truck, whatever. They shred it. Um, the heavy duty shredder. This, oh, it's, this is the real deal. I mean, they put it, the thing's roaring away the whole time. So afterwards, you got a headache. Yeah. <laughs> um, but originally, this started because for us, for tax season, um, there's a lot of oopsies. Um, we And again, there's no such thing as a paperless uh, tax office. I don't think that exists. Um, but we have a lot of where we key a return. Like I said, somebody may key it for me. They put it in front of me. I go through it and look at it. I look at a printed return and go, ooh, there's an error here. Um, you have to reprint the whole thing. So yeah. the whole thing gets chucked in the recycle bin to be shredded. And by the time tax season's over, we probably have 40 or 50 paper boxes filled with stuff but that needs to be shredded. Stuff that needs to be. So we used to just have them come after tax season and we toss it in there. You know, it's all great. Now we have clients come, bring whatever you want to bring, um, you know, that needs to be shredded. We have people that bring us just a little, you know, plastic bag of stuff to be shredded out to truckloads you can't fill this thing up wow um so um but the key to it is most i say average person three years is what the irs can look back on okay unless they deem fraud if they deem fraud it's unlimited and when i say fraud not that you know you missed a hundred dollar dividend distribution if you omitted greater than 25 percent of your income which you would I mean, typically, if, if you made if that happens, yeah, if you made twenty grand extra for, yeah. throughout the year. You'd go, oh yeah, I made that twenty yeah. grand. Where is it? So you probably did that on purpose. Purpose, yes. So that it's unlimited. They can go on and on and on and on, and uh, that's you know you have no say in it. But typically, it's three years as a statute of limitation. So if the IRS has not petitioned three years worth of your tax returns, you're perfectly fine. 
So we say keep four years. Um, we keep four years of the of your your personal return. Now, if you're a business owner, never ever ever ever, and I repeat this, never ever 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 throw anything away. Wow. If you pay tax as a business owner, never 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 throw anything away. The reason being is the IRS can come back and say, hey, you pay payroll tax five years ago, seven years ago. You better have do proof that you paid it. Show us. So that's why we say my basement of my house has 20 years worth of stuff in paper boxes labeled by year on a shelf in the basement, just safekeeping just in case. I could probably never read it or remember what we it's did. It's not our stuff. It's, but it's your. It's our personal capital, it's capital advisory stuff. Over years yes, and years. Over and years, years of, of sitting down there. So as a business owner, every time that you pay a tax, keep a receipt. Now, the the last, I'll say, four years, five years, probably a lot of digital stuff. So there's no, you know, I'm not taking home the stuff I used to. Um, just because you can digitize it, put it on a zip drive, you know, a terabyte, whatever the case may be, and you have that backed up. So, but if you own a business and you pay payroll tax, you pay, you know, estimated tax, keep receipts of everything. So, unfortunately, if you own a business, you could chuck your personal stuff, keep the business stuff. Um, but four years is the average. Old bank statements, if you don't need them, um, if they're online. Um, anything that has your social security number, um, basically more, more than your name and address on it. Shred it. Um, shred it. Don't throw it away. Um, I see people where they rip stuff up and throw it in a trash can. I'm like, you realize what you just did? Yeah. <laughs> shred it. So, um, and we, I think last year we saved... If I remember correctly, I think they said that it was 102 trees. I think they do like a comparison. Oh. At the end, they send us a little thing at the end on the, the the weight of the shredding. I think they said it was 100. I think last year it was 102 trees. So you know, I'd be coming out just to get the stuff out of my filing cabinet yes. uh, and dispose of it responsibly. Yeah. But it's nice to know that at the end of the day, we saved a tree as well. That's right. That's right. <laughs> How about that? And then... Um, you told me this one off the air right before we came back on in commercial break. Um, here's an example. Wife uses her Social Security number yes. to file jointly. They say, what's your social? And, and she, the wife is doing it. She says, well, my social is exactly. XYZ. You told me that for whatever reason, whether the IRS is sexist or it's just how <laughs> they've always done it, uh, whatever reason, if you're fi- married filing jointly, the husband, the male, yes, always goes first. Hy- hypothetically, whoever is listed without sounding chauvinistic, who's ever listed first on that return is the Social Security number that you use. And the problem is, is we've had a ton where, you know, married fine jointly. Um, and again, not to be sexist, but the male's always first, other than had a, a handful this year where the wife was first. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Um, but the uh, they owe a tax. The wife goes online, she pays the bills, she clicks on the thing, it says what's your social security number, she puts her social security number in, pays the bill, boom, done. Um, Everybody thinks everything's great. 30 days later, you get a notice from the IRS saying, hey, you haven't paid your tax bill yet. And it's like, wait, you already took it out of my bank account. You physically have to call the IRS. For whatever reason, their system will not pick up when you make that payment. It can't pick up those differences. And I married filing jointly filed. You would think that it would pick up any social security number and correlate it back, but it doesn't. So that's the most common letter that we get after tax season saying, you didn't pay your tax. And they're like, wait, I paid it. But they've got my money. Oh, cool, free money. So the easiest fix is you can write a letter. 
but I strongly suggest they, they are answering the phone currently. Um, you, wait times are way down, but you're still going to wait. Um, but you have to call and physically say, hey, it was paid under this Social Security number. Correlate it back to this one. And they go, okay, taken care of. Boom, you're done. Yeah. So stupid. But if you do get a, a notice, you know, here probably in the next, I'll say two months, the letters will start popping out. Um, you know, do not panic. Um, and again, if you get a letter for, you know, hey, you owe us $45, okay, pay it. Yeah. <laughs> Just it's not worth your aggravation. Pay it to get them off your case. But let's say that you get a letter and it says you owe us 5000 bucks, And you're like, wait, what's going on here? Um, in some cases, you pay that under po- protest. And you literally put on your check, paid under protest, and send it in. And you notify the IRS or the state agencies that it's paid under protest. And then work backwards to actually weed out whatever you got to weed out. That way, it's paid. They can't send you any more le- nasty letters. They can't, uh, you know, threaten to levy you and lean you and all that stuff. But it's just a way to kind of work through that as you go. Yeah, and that's so, one of many things to keep in mind as you're getting ready to finish out the rest of the yes. year and do taxes. Hey, guess what? We should already start thinking tax. 2024, 2024 <laughs> 23 season, uh, 20, or 23 year, 24 yeah. seasons. So. Never too late because Never. there's still eight months of ta- There is a ton, Every time you ton, get ton. paid, that's a yes. tax event. There's eight months of tax events. Yeah. How can we keep more of my money yes. on my paycheck every two weeks? Jeff can set you up with that. If you paid a bunch of money this year and you say, you know what, next year I'm going to I'm gonna fix it next year. <laughs> Right now Let's is start next fixing year. it. Yeah, because if right even, now. even if we adjust your W, what's called the W four, where that's the withholding, you know, for your payroll. If we did it now, here's the trick: is if you adjusted it, it's going to be adjusted for eight months. Then we got to come back in January and adjust it for twelve months the next year. Right. Um, so there's there's a two step process in that. It seems like it's a pain, but. Believe me, it's worth it's worth it. <laughs> you gotta, you want to save more money on next year's taxes? You have to start yes, today. Exactly. 636-394-5524. Jeff Zufall, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group, capitaladvisorygrp.com. And Shred Day is on April 29th out in Ellisville. Do you know the times? Uh, I think it is uh, 10 o'clock to 1230. 10 so- to 1230. Go out. Uh, bring your stuff, have it get shredded, and yeah. talk to Jeff and say, look, I listen to you on the radio. I heard Heidi saved money. Josh and his mom saved money. Yes. Uh, everybody's saving money, and their tax bill is lower, and uh, they're paying. Uh, I'm paying Jeff less than I paid the last guy to do my taxes. Right. So get Jeff to start working on your stuff as well. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you. Congratulations on another tax year in the books. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. You betcha. Thank you. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufal, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.